You're listening to the 49 Carats Podcast, a 49ers goldmine production with Stephanie Sanchez. What's going on, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the 49 Carats Podcast. I'm your host, Steph, and today it's a very special coming off the bye week episode, and today I'm joined by a guy who frankly, does not need an introduction around these parts. Uh, He's a publisher of all49ers.com, but also the absolute blueprint in YouTube content creation, Grant Cohn. Grant, how are you doing today? How'd you enjoy your bye week? I'm doing great. That was quite an introduction. Thank you very much. And I just want to say, since you're being so nice, your impression of Nick Bosa was perfect. (laughs) So good. Ah, man. I mean, it was just a great impression, but it was it's phenomenal. If, if people haven't seen that, you gotta watch. You guys, is that pinned to your Twitter? Because it should be easy. It's to find. not. It's, it's so not anymore. Good. But yeah, okay. It's I been a while. To, yeah, it's anyway, been a while. It's but I, I do need to do a, a new one of those. It's just you should so just easy. do. You should do one Bosa a week, just like what his week. <laughs> What is anyway, what perfect. his speech? What his speech would be? I should do one this week actually, because since he's playing, he's playing his brother. Um, if or, if yeah, he's not actually playing his brother because Joey's hurt, but. Yeah, if you're inspired. Yeah. I, it would be great. You should do it. Should I, do I it. should definitely do it. Okay, yeah, I, I am inspired now. Now that now you mention it, uh, I'll go ahead and do that. But yeah, um, yeah. So, do you enjoy the bye week at all? Because it, you know, it's been kind of quiet. You know, 49ers land a little bit. I did. I tried to unplug from football as much as possible. Um, and then that Sunday happened. I kept like twitching, like, oh my God, like, where? I'm not, I'm supposed to be somewhere. So it was hard, but it's a long season and it's nice to like try to unplug a little bit and think. But I, I just ended up just watching the other teams being like, wow, Seattle's really interesting this year. I, I don't know. What did you do on, right. your, on your bye week? Well, pretty much the same. Again, like unplug. Any chance you get to unplug from like the 49ers, you you just got to take that chance, you know. And the first slate of games on Sunday were ridiculous. Like there were so many tied games towards the end. Like red zone was popping. Like I don't know if you have red zone, but it, it was it was. I don't get to watch it normally, so it was it was quite. <laughs> yeah. I had a great time. Yeah, no, it, it it was fun. It was definitely fun. Well. In 49ers land, you know, the, they opened up a couple of practice windows for some players, Elijah Mitchell, Aziz Alshair, and Colton McKivitz. And I know 49er fans are very excited. They're looking forward to finally being healthy, right? Like, so obviously the, there's health and there's reinforcements that's on the up and up in Santa Clara, and that's great. But I know for me, I want to be able to see consistency from this team. And it's great that they got a lot of reinforcements that should help in them being able to execute on the field. Um, but I feel like the the main issue with this 49ers team has been more so just how volatile they seem sometimes and, and being inconsistent. And I just wonder what you think the 49ers should have focused on improving this week because I, I have a few things that I have in mind what would you say well I feel like the Niners would kind of say that this is sort of their process they've done it two years in a row where they don't really have very strenuous training camp I mean compared to the hardball years they don't play any of their players in preseason so they're they get they try to get to the their season healthy but none of their guys are in real real football shape which is different and so a lot of injuries early on um, a lot of like inconsistent play and you sort of tread water, and you make it to the bye week. And by then, 
your team is starting to get in football shape, you're starting to get healthy, and if you're not out of playoff contention, you might have found an identity. And you might know who, who you are. So I think like the Niners are trying to sell us that that's where they are right now. That they found their identity on offense, it's Christian McCaffrey. It's their run game. They're going to dominate on the ground again. And Elijah Mitchell's coming back. Um, and we'll see. Like they did it last year. It's kind of a weird way to go about your season. Like, hey, we're just going to kind of mess around for the two first two months and hope that we're not like two and seven like the Raiders. And then we'll just – our talent will show. Like we're too good to be bad for that long. Not that they're bad, but they've, they've been mediocre and underperforming. So I guess they what they need to find, to your point, is just straight-up consistency and an identity, which shouldn't be that hard considering they've been together for like four or five years, and they have an identity. So I don't know. I guess we'll find out who they are in the next few weeks. That's what's so crazy about this team because, one, it seems like there's so many similarities from this 2022 team to the 2021 season team, right? Uh, you know, obviously after Trey Lance went down and Jimmy Garoppolo took over, there's a lot of similarities from that point on. Like if you look at the team, one, the injuries, right? Like that's always a thing. And I don't know if you saw like Jaquaski Tar, I forget what he was on. He was on some podcast or something like that. And he said that they the 49ers practice harder than – you know what he saw with the Philadelphia. I heard Eagles. that, but I didn't hear. I didn't hear it during. I wanted to know, like, did you mean training camp or during the season? Well, he wasn't with them yeah. during the season, right? He was with them in training camp. Yeah. So, I, that, I'd love to know more about that because whatever the Niners are doing, it's not really working that way. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. 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 Definitely. And just like not just the injuries, like which is obviously a reoccurring and very frustrating issue in itself, but also like the slow starts, like you mentioned, and it seems almost like they're comfortable with that now because. They know they did they it once. come out of it. But yeah, yeah, they know they yeah. come out of it. Uh, so like this lack what of... What a tightrope. Yeah. yeah it, I mean... Yeah. And then what's crazy like, too is like they'll win one game and get back to 500 and be like, see, we're the best. Not, I mean, not like that. But like kind of just like, see, I guess we, we've proven ourselves now. Like, no, no, because you're the team that lost to Denver. Do it again. Do it week after week like the yeah. Seahawks have done four weeks in a row. And that's what's so frustrating about it because you know this team has like all the talent in the world. You know that a lot of these players you mentioned has is, is been more or less the same team, the core members at least, for a few years now. They don't really have a lot of excuses to be dropping the ball, um, so to speak, as often. They as use the coach excuse. They use the coach. Like, well, McDaniel's gone and we have a lot of new coaches. Okay, well, you know what? It's excuses. week. It's like week 10 now or whatever it is. <laughs> like, figure it out. Yeah. yeah. I almost wonder, like, looking at how Kyle Shanahan has kind of handled, like, this adversity throughout the years, it almost feels like he has a very offhand of approach to coaching. Like, he kind of leaves it on his players to be grown men mm. and just execute. And if if they are not able to do that, he's kind of left scratching his head like, well, I don't know, like – and that's where the lack of, uh, I think, accountability comes from that we like we've all kind of seen at this point, right? And and to me, that's been frustrating. But now it seemed like the the players, at least against the Rams, they were able to you know lock in and and yeah. focus and and things like. So I just wonder that about Kyle Shanahan that maybe he just trusts his guys to get it done and. For better or for worse, right? I mean, I, I don't know if that's really the case, but 
you know, to me, that, that's kind of what, what it, what it like. sounds like you're saying to me is that he's not, I'm not putting words in your mouth, but what you're describing is to me, someone who's not really comfortable being a leader, which means someone who's not really a head coach. And it seems like what Kyle does is he's kind of like the cool teacher, yeah. you know, like, Hey man, call me by my first name. I'm not Mr. Shanahan. I'm Kyle. You know, you want to hang out after class. Cool. Like, let's be friends. But at the end of the day, like you're not friends. He's your teacher. And there are certain things that he does that bother you. It's like, man, just be the leader of the, of the class. And you take control of the class, please. Take control. Use your power. And I think sometimes people with Kyle's like, man, uh, you're not really leading this team. You know, look at Sala. Look at McDaniel. Those guys look like they have natural leadership ability and they show it a lot. Kyle, when you look at Kyle, whenever the camera pans to Kyle mid-game, he's looking at his screen. He's like, it's like, dude, show a little <laughs> life. Anyway, but to your point yeah, I though, I mean there's so many there's so many leaders on this team. It's such a veteran team. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't necessarily need him to be that guy, they but I do feel stopped. like they do. I just felt like when they went to the Super Bowl that one year, Sala was kind of filling that leadership void from the background without showing up Kyle Shanahan publicly, although the way he runs onto the field is kind of a spectacle. And I don't know if Kyle liked it. Because he got a lot of film time. You like, look at look at Robert Sala. He's like going crazy on the sideline. There's Kyle. You know what I'm saying? It's just yeah, and, and and that's almost why like I feel like Kyle Shanahan doesn't even get like overly excited about certain plays because it's like okay, like I expected that. Cause I drew it up that to. way. That's how it's supposed to be run. You know, like, right? Okay, well, you did what you were supposed to do. <laughs> I'm glad. Wow, you didn't mess it up this time. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, I, I do genuinely wonder that. And so I don't. But isn't that more of a coordinator's mindset, like kind of a perfectionist, like yeah. stuck it? Not to be not to be negative. I mean, but. I think I think it's, it's fair for all of us to say at this point that Kyle Shanahan is a stronger coordinator than he is a head coach. And I think some of those head coaching aspects to it will come over time. I mean, I know like Andy Reid yeah. as well had some it's issues true. that, you know, he kind of had to build towards and you know so that's why and i'm he, patient he empowers his own coaches now. which is a good thing yeah. i mean look how he oh, empowered no, yeah. sala D'Amico. Definitely. i mean he's not like stifling other leaders on his team he no. he cultivates leaders his style may work for him if he wins the super bowl it may work for him yeah but it yeah. is his I style mean, we, we can't really say that it doesn't right i mean i mean i don't know you he's 42 right he's 43 we'll see yeah he's, he's gonna be coaching for like another 30 years i mean isn't that obvious what's he gonna yeah. do and that's why that's why I'm not a fan of the oh we need to fire Kyle Shanahan because another team is going to pick him up so fast and that's true the, he's a lifer McVeigh may not be a lifer McVeigh may be that dude who's talking on who's an announcer forever with that <laughs> voice but Kyle's just going to be that crusty salty dude who's like on his fourth team like <laughs> <laughs> still in the playoffs I don't know it'll be interesting yeah. to see what happens with Kyle yeah well like okay you you. We kind of talked about it a little bit that, you know, when the 49ers win after their slow starts or, you know, after a few bad games, they feel really good about themselves, right? And I, I know some we're people back. were saying, yeah, like... <laughs> we're back! We never left. Yeah. <laughs> um, but do you, do you feel like that win against the Rams could potentially give this team false hope? Because, mm. and let me also mention that... You know, in the past, when you beat the Rams, you're beating right. a contender. Right? right now, it the Rams just looked completely lost, and so 
don't know if we can really say the same. And that's kind of why I was like, I need to see consistency. I need to see more. Like, yes, that win against the Rams was great, and the offense looked great. It was clicking. The defense looked good again. I need to see more because they've done this to me before. You know, they they gaslight you a little bit. They they make you think, you know, they've turned things around, and then, you know, again, with a bad performance or something like that. So curious to know what you think. Yeah, the, the Rams are a false measuring stick, and I feel like the Niners hold up the Rams. Like, they're a measuring – they're not. Um, but I think the Chargers are an interesting game. I just – the Niners are 1-4 outside of the division. They lost to the they lost to the Falcons by mm-hmm. 14. And the Falcons just lost to the Chargers. So if the Niners beat the Chargers, all of a sudden you're looking at the Niners like, okay, okay, some of those losses early in the season, the Niners were going through things, finding themselves, they were hurt, they didn't have an identity, Trey was hurt, blah, 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 blah. blah. They, all the excuses come into play, and you're like, okay, this is a team that's definitely going to take care of business down the line and be consistent. They lose to the Chargers? Oh, my God. Then you look back and be like, oh, yeah, they definitely deserve to lose to Arizona, to Atlanta and Denver. And now – who can you say they're definitely going to beat? Like, maybe the teams in their division. But outside of that, so this game against the Chargers to me is a real diagnostic. I think we're going to learn a lot about the team. I think most people expect the Niners to win big. I do. I mean, Seahawks just destroyed them. Destroyed them. Beat them by 14 like three weeks ago in L.A. Not that that's a home field advantage or anything. Still. The Seahawks have been consistent throughout the they season. They have. Though. And that's the I thing mean, with the 49ers is, yes, they have all the talent in the world. You have these expectations for them that, you know, on paper they should be able to reach. But then you never know what 49er team you're going to get going into the game. And and that's that's my fear, right? And But obviously in primetime, it's obvious. They have an opportunity to kind of put the league on notice that, hey, you know, that that game in, in week nine or, or week eight against the Rams was not a fluke. You know, we're here to stay. And that's it's kind of funny. Like, I feel like even uh, national media kind of looks at the 49ers that way, where, like, once if they win, even if it is to, you know, the Rams right now, it, everyone starts saying, this is the scariest team. You don't want to see this team, like, in the playoffs. And that that might be true. But, again, they need this game against the Chargers, win convincingly, and then maybe we can start to have those conversations, right? The last what do you make of that phenomenon, on, though? Real quick, why but, do you what do you make of that phenomenon where the Niners win one game, they're back at five hundred, and all of a sudden everyone's back, like totally sold? Why? Because everyone, because everyone knows that that's how talented this team is. It's like okay, like that's true. that's, that's, that's true. what you're supposed to look like, you know? But okay. but and that's true. But I think what people maybe not don't acknowledge nationally is that the issue with this team is coaching, and or it has been the first two weeks, two months of the season. They underperformed. They shouldn't be four and four, and the reason wasn't the talent. The the talent of this team with the schedule they had, they should be six and two, and they would say so themselves. So again, if the bye week is what they needed to switch gears and switch from Trey to to Jimmy and all that, cool. But the, the issue with this team was never talent. It was injuries, preparation, coaching, discipline, consistency, all that stuff. But everyone thinks Kyle's great, and he might be. So you look at talented team, great coach, what could go wrong? They just won a game. But we still, this, this coaching staff, and it's bigger than Kyle. They lost so many people. They still have questions to answer against teams they don't know well. So far, their pattern is destroy teams they face twice a year, 
But then against the teams that they don't know from the NFC South or the AFC West, they're like, uh, Mike McDaniel, what do we do? <laughs> I don't know. So that's what it was the first half of the year. Let's see. You, you got a bye week. You got two weeks to prepare for a, an injured, poorly coached Chargers team. This yeah. should be a win. This should be a win. It should be yeah. a win. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the last time the 49ers won on Sunday night football was in 2020. Uh, but there is some things going for them. I mean, the Chargers, if there's another team who's comparable dealing with injuries as the 49ers, it might be the Chargers. In fact, they might be even worse. Worse? Than- yeah. Yeah, I, Today. Would, I would say. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say so. And and they keep on piling. So their right tackle, Trey Pipkins, reaggravated his MCL. He has a chance to play, they they said, but he is day to day. So we'll see what happens there. What's up with um, Herbert and his uh, rib? I think that's been fine for that's some fine. time. That's fine. Okay. I mean, you know. But what's up with I Keenan mean, Allen and his hamstring? He's, you know, he's. Good he he said he wasn't gonna. Yeah, no, he said he was gonna come back unless he's one hundred percent. Because like on their bye week, he reaggravated it, which I'm not sure how that happens. Like, what are you doing? That's such a Forty Nine ers thing to happen. <laughs> the setback during practice, like what? How did that? What? 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 Or during bye week? Yeah. Yes. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, they're they're hurts, and so finally, the Forty Nine ers play a team more hurt than than they are. Uh, and the run defense is terrible, the Chargers is. It's absolutely terrible. And so you look at this matchup and you think, okay, this should be a favorable matchup for the 49ers. It, it feels like they found some juice with Christian McCaffrey on offense that should help them out. And so yeah. just like some of the, you know, some of the um, matchups that, that I'm looking here and, and just to, you know, for the video viewers – uh, here are all the injuries that the Chargers have right now. I mean, you see even Joey Bosa on on IR. A lot of a lot of guys. Uh, but looking at some of the lineups, um, and just wanting to see like if there's any matchups where I'm like that that could be an issue. Like I don't know, Khalil Mack against McGlinchey. McGlinchey like is also one of those players where I'm like I never know which McGlinchey I'm gonna get week to week. Um, but I mean, that's really only an issue if the Niners fall behind, which they shouldn't. Yeah, that's fair. That's you know fair. what I'm saying? Like, if it's third and nine and they're behind, that's a problem. But otherwise, you probably won't even notice Khalil Mack in this game. Yeah, I mean, McGlinchey's a good run blocker, so yeah. And this is on nickel, so yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's a good point. So I'm not, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, I'm not too worried. I mean, Derwin James. You know, do we see a Jimmy Garoppolo pick in this game? Because James is is pretty good on that back end, and it's a good point. I, I, I could definitely see the one they picked him off in uh, joint pick. practices when I was down there last year. Asante yeah, I mean, Samuel Derwin, they did. I don't so know. I, I, I he's due that. right because he didn't throw a pick last week. He's due. <laughs> yeah, he he is due right. So I, I can see that, but you know yeah. that might not be. You know, the 49ers could probably work around Again, that, no, they should know? win this game. They, they should probably run the ball 50 times in this game. I'm thinking they, they should run the ball 50 times. They they should, you know. Could be a Jordan Mason game, some, Steph. Some screens. Every week. <laughs> Waiting for the Jordan Mason game every week. Yeah. No, screens too because I don't – no more Debo wide back. I think that's, a, that's done. So, more screens. So. I think More so. Screens. You don't. I think you did it out of necessity last year. One, it would worked, and two, you needed to do it. Now it doesn't work, think, and two, you don't need to do it. So, I think it's done. It's, it's the, too risky. They'll put him in the backfield. 
you know, as a decoy. To, I love that. Yeah. Love that. But then that'll become uh, uh, predictable, you know, oh, sure. be like, okay, it's definitely, you know, yeah. McCaffrey and you might get a few touchdowns on the way to it though. To say, yeah. Oh, oh, for sure. They will. I, and that's what I'm excited about in the second half of the season. I think what we did see against the Rams that I think goes beyond, you know, all of the issues that the 49ers had and them being able to turn that around. I think we saw how, uh, how Christian McCaffrey was able to get integrated into the offense so seamlessly. Yeah. yeah. Nine days with the team and you're able to do that. Like, yeah. Okay. I'm ready to see more. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that's definitely going to be a factor in this game. I mean, obviously along with a lot of the, you know, reinforcements that they're expected to get as well. Yeah. So, yeah. all right, Grant, like there's, there's some things going on in the Twitter verse, right? You know, Twitter, you know, there's, there's always a Twitter tizzy and, you know, lately <laughs> today, uh, it's been the talk of Odell Beckham, right? Oh, and man. where he possibly could go. And, you know, 49er fans are in disagreement, as they often are, about should the 49ers, you know, go try to sign him, right? I'll tell you my stance really quickly. I mean, I feel that, one, because John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan are always saying, you know, we need, we're always looking for ways to improve our team, Show, show us, right? I mean, that's that's a way to improve. He team. wouldn't make them worse. He wouldn't he would, make them worse. He, he yeah, would not make them worse. And he's better also, than Ray Ray McLeod. No offense, Ray. He's Ray. also better than Juwan Jennings. Uh, he's which better than Juwan. Some people were questioning that earlier, and I was like, hold up, no. <laughs> Maybe the only thing would be like run blocking. Jennings might have an edge yeah. there, but everything else, I'm like, I'm totally okay with. Beckham taking some of his snaps. But anyway, you're also taking Beckham away from a contender, potentially, right? Another contender who would look to add him, like the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Bills, a team who you may possibly face in the playoffs, much Same like... Same logic with McCaffrey. Same logic. Yeah, yeah. And, and much yeah. like the Rams last season when they got Odell Beckham, I would say he helped them make that Super Bowl push, you know, or... Mm -hmm. You know, the playoff push and then being able to get the Super Bowl that they did. So that's why I, I would be on board to it. But I'm curious to know your thoughts. And I mean, it probably won't happen. Okay. I just want to say it probably won't. But I wouldn't actually, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say no? that. I think the Niners have as realistic a chance to get Beckham as any other team. But um, like, do you, I feel like from Beckham's perspective, and I know he did want to come here. It seemed like he wanted to come here, like, what, in the 2019 season, right? Mm -hmm. It seemed like he was interested. But now you look at all the weapons on this team, and from his perspective, would he wonder, am I even going to get enough opportunities to make this worth my while? Let me lay it out from his perspective. So the Niners are really good. He knows he's not in shape. He's cleared. He'll get signed this week, but he's not ready to play. He yeah. needs to get – not even in football shape, he needs to get his conditioning up. So he needs to have a team that doesn't need him on the field right away. Niners, check that box. Ah. A, need, a team that can sort of commit to slow playing him. And the whole idea is get him on the field so he can showcase himself yeah. in the playoffs. Or what does he want, a multi-year deal? What does he want? Does he want a multi-year deal? Would you give him a multi-year deal? I would, That's my question. No, I, I would think he wants to be a, not rental, I guess, in this case, but like, 
you know, play out the rest of this season and then in the off season. I would get think a that. Multi-year. So the Niners yeah, yeah. could give him a showcase, but if he wants mm-hmm. a multi-year deal, I don't know about that because he's thirty and he's torn the same the same ACL twice in the last two years. And I'm not saying it's gonna he's he's washed, but it does take a toll each time. So what is what is he gonna be like now? Um, is he still gonna be good? Will he be average? Will he be a big name that's below average? I mean, he still could be better than Jawan Jennings. And you don't have to like I was against the Christian McCaffrey trade. I felt like that's too much. Those draft picks, too much. You're not giving up a draft pick. So mm-hmm. it seems like this could be kind of a low risk, high reward play as opposed to um McCaffrey, which was high risk, high reward. So I'm not I'm not against it. If they do it, cool. But I'm not sure how much Beckham can really help. And I do think they need bigger. Like if they could get a cornerback, that would be great. Yeah, I, I mean, o- obviously the 49ers do have some bigger needs. You right. know, outside of that, you can argue, you know, an, an interior defensive lineman. While you know, Ken Law's been out, Armstead's been out. Yeah. You know, since Manny Moses right went down, on a corner would be Maybe great. Right tackle. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just spitballing. <laughs> Quarterback, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So, if failing I, that, I, those are tough to get. I know, I know. Yeah. Odo Beckham's available, so hey, why not, man? Exactly. Hey, look, here's the thing. If they get Odo Beckham, my hits, your hits, our hits <laughs> will go through. Do it. I we want it to happen. Know. After, after yes. Christian McCaffrey, like we just put oh, him on that the was thumbnail. Great. Just <laughs> yeah, I kept saying I was against it, but I did it. I was like, how can I say I'm against this when there's like the greatest week of my life? I love this week. This is great. Anyway, uh, that's awesome. Well, yeah. okay, look. The other the other discussion that's been happening, right? Kind of more more in the background, right? But it's it's happening. Tom Brady, right? It, so he's on the last year of his contract. Jimmy Garoppolo's on a one year deal. Yeah. You know, we're now getting to the second half of the season where these whispers start to happen. Trey Lance going into his third season or returning from, you know, broken foot. It's safe to say no matter what happens the rest of the way neither Brady nor Garoppolo will be on their respective teams next season, right? So mm-hmm. if Brady doesn't retire, should we be on board bringing him in for a season? Uh, I mean, he'd be 46, by the way, starting next season. <laughs> Look, uh, should we be on board? Let's answer that second. I think the first question is, would Kyle do it? Would Kyle do it? I think he because would. he he said no a couple of years ago, into coming off that Super Bowl, and I think he knows he messed up. Mm-hmm. I think the whole organization knows they messed up. Would they say no twice? That would assume that Tom Brady would reach out a second time. Would he do it? Maybe. And if he does, I just don't think it's really even a decision the Niners can make. Now, if he wants a three-year deal at forty-six, you might have to talk about that. Yeah, I'd you know be what like, saying? like I don't know, man. But at the same time, like. Frankly, if you add, if you go to Trey Lance next year, you can't expect a Super Bowl. You right. he got hurt. You, that's your not your fault, but you're complicit. He got hurt. You wasted a year. You didn't play him the year before. COVID wiped out the year before that. So if you go to Trey, you're sort of like committing to the process of developing a guy who could become like Jalen Hurts down the line, which is great. But this team is so against that. And that's why Jimmy's still here, and they want to be in contention. And Kyle has his own demons, and he's he's going to be entering year seven without a Super Bowl, maybe. So, I, yeah, I think they have to go to Tom Brady if Tom Brady says he wants to come here. I don't even think they have I, a choice. I agree, and and you don't 
to your point, you don't want to make the same mistake twice. And also it buys them some time. It buys this regime some time because yeah, yeah the worst case scenario happened with Trey Lance. You weren't able to exactly develop him this year, which we don't even know what would have happened this True. season, you know, had he stayed healthy, right? But have him learn behind, you know, one of the one of the greats. And it sounds like and I know Green Bay is like down bad right now but it's it sounds like jordan love might be doing not too bad over there i don't they they probably won't play him right but just to make that point that i mean they might soon but just to that point that having a player you know develop under you know an all pro is not the worst idea and to your point um maybe rogers is available this offseason too they're going yeah, down. But, eh, I don't know. If I don't know, I, I'm not saying he will be, but if he is, same goes for him with with Brady. I, I don't know that the Niners yeah. could necessarily say no. And the thing is, like, if they get if the Niners brought Rodgers or Brady in, I think they would be the favorites to win the Super Bowl next year. I mean, I don't know, assuming hey. that they don't have any like huge injuries or or losses, um, doesn't mean they'd win it, but they'd be the favorites. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, so. Quick question. What do you think is most likely to happen this year and next, right, uh, given the circumstances? Odell Beckham or Tom Brady to the 49ers? Hmm. Good question. Uh, say Beckham. I feel like that could really happen. Like, I, from Beckham's perspective, I don't know. I mean, he's good friends with Jimmy. It mm-hmm. seems like him and Kyle have kind of been like flirting a little, not flirting, but you know, I'm not gonna say flirting. Him and Lynch whispering yeah. in Lynch's ear. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like it. I don't know. And it seems like the Niners, like, they like adding stars, being talked about, you know. Nothing's kind of, anything wrong about that. But nothing's anything wrong with that. But I, like I think it could really happen. Brady, I'm not sure. I mean, he may want, he may prefer to go to the Raiders. Although, why would he do that? <laughs> I know they're a joke. Well, I mean, it's a tax-free state. They were rumored to be inter- he was rumored to be interested in them to begin with. Right? Dana White said they, you know, that Gruden killed the whole thing. Uh, it's West Coast ish. Um, Josh McDaniels, although he's gonna get fired, I don't know. He gonna he about to lose his job. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, coming off that divorce and you know, single Brady might like Vegas. Vegas, you know? I don't know. Not the one. Might be fun. Idea. Yeah, midlife crisis right. Vegas. A midlife yeah. crisis, uh, Brady. Yeah, that'd be funny. Him and Lamar Odom chilling. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that'd be a mess. sorry. That'd be a mess. No, you're, you would. You good? No, sorry, Lamar. But uh, some predictions for this game and and for the second half of the season. Do you? How many games max do you think they might lose in the second half? Because the, the rest of the way, their schedule max? is very favorable. Yeah, max, max three games. But I'm giving that's, them the benefit okay, of the doubt. Thing. Yeah, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt that they're like, you know, the stuff that they showed in the first half of the season was just fluky stuff. And they're yeah. turning the corner. Well, we'll yeah. see. We'll, we'll yeah. wait and see. But No relapses right. for the 49ers. <laughs> no relapses. <laughs> Stop gaslighting us. <laughs> well, Grant, thank you so much for coming on the show today. This was a whole lot of fun. Definitely got to do it again sometime. Uh 
maybe the 49ers do make a run in the second half and maybe we could do like a playoff episode or something. Let's see. Deal. Deal. <laughs> this was great. All right. Flipped it. All right. Thank you guys so much for watching. If you guys are interested in Grant Cohn's channels, I can't imagine you guys aren't already subscribed or following him on Twitter, but you, if you guys are not, his links are in the description. So go ahead and check that out. And for the audio listeners, make sure you uh, leave a rating and uh, I'll check those out and have a good rest of your night, people. Peace. Thank you.